0: is up everybody and welcome back to jappy jaws it is your hostess with the is the jappiest of some if not of them all Lindsay Moraskin with episode two of season two of the Jappy Jaws podcast. If you are new here, welcome. It is so great to have you. If you're not new here, how's it hanging? Missed ya. Guys, I cannot thank you all enough. And you guys know I get so fucking annoying with this shit and thanking everyone and making everyone feel all kinds of special, but I'm honestly not going to stop anytime soon. So thank you to everyone for all your love and support and your comments, your feedback on my comments comeback on episode one of season two. It truly means the absolute world to me, and I am so excited for what's in store, for what's to come. You guys are truly in for such a treat. I know I say that with every episode, but I mean, it kind of reigns (laughs) true. But if you have not done so already, I must remind you all of homework that is pretty consistent here at Jappy Jaws. So first things first, I want you to head over to Instagram. Go to that nice little search button, and in that search bar, I want you to write J. A P P Y J A W S, Jappy Jaws. And make sure you are following it. That is where you are going to vote and participate in all different kinds of polls, questions, quizzes. It's all right there. As well as asking future guests questions that you may have if you are a fan of theirs, or asking me any questions or giving me any topics or fun shit to talk about here on Jappy Jaws, because Honestly, as much as I love sharing my life and my opinions with you all, and you guys know I have a lot of fucking ones, my favorite episodes and my favorite topics of shit I've talked about has come from you guys. Please, please, please head on over there and make sure you give it a follow, as well as my personal Instagram, at lindsayanya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. It is all also linked in the episode description below. Feel free to follow me on TikTok and Twitter, at Lindsay Anya again, L I N D. S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. Now that you've done all of the Instagram and social media shit, I want you to head on over to wherever you are listening from, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever that may be, and make sure you are subscribed, following, reviewing, rating, commenting, whatever it may be on whatever, on whatever platform you're listening from, and make sure you click that button real soon. And also while you're there, Click the notification bell so you get notified every single time I upload a brand new freaking episode of Jappy Jaws, which, as you know, happens every Thursday, Thursday between the hours of 10 and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You guys, I am so excited for today's episode. I was like a kid in the candy store talking to today's guest, Louis Levante, obviously, for real. I have never clicked and been able to relate and understand something with someone, and I feel like I say this all the time, with guests, but I've never felt that way with a guest before till Lewis and I talked. And you all know I talk to pretty much every single guest that I've had on way after, but truly I do believe that this is a friendship that is long lasting. And I'm so excited for you all to hear what we had to talk about. And I really think you guys are going to be pleasantly surprised with not only the information and the story behind Lewis's come up with TikTok and social media, but about how he's so fucking humble and so able to understand the world. And I just think he's incredible. Before we do that, and before I really let him take the reins, drinking game alert, baby. So, for those of you that do not know, every week I like to implement a little drinking game. So, every time you hear a specific word or topic, you take a lovely sip of whatever you're sipping on. So, for today, we're gonna use a topic. So every single time that Lewis and or myself talk about one of his TikTok videos, you're going to take a sip of your tequila, you know, 21 and over. That's what I always recommend. If you're under 21, unfortunately, a Capri Sun will just have to do for now. If you're driving at the gym, pre-workout, water, Red Bull, whatever it may be. But every single time we mention a video that Lewis has posted, make sure you are taking a quick sip. I don't want to take the reins from him any longer. So without further ado, please enjoy my interview with Louis Levante. So for season two, I really wanted to go off with a bang and I could not think of anyone better to have on not only because they're a fellow Long Islander, but because they are truly your brutally honest internet bestie. I'm here with the lovely Louis Levante. Hi, how are you?
1: Hi, how are you doing? I am
0: good. Thanks. It's so nice to virtually meet you even though you technically live literally 20 minutes down the road.
1: Literally so close we could meet in person. But you know, we're still still on the the fence with COVID and everything. We don't know. We're being
0: cautious. (laughs) We're cautious people, obviously. But isn't it crazy how the world works? You (laughs) could literally talk to someone that you probably have seen out and about a billion one times and would never know till something like
1: this happens. Exactly. Like I feel like I've met more people virtually than I've met actually being out at a bar. I agree. It's wild to me. Like I would have never met the amount of people that I've met now because of social media.
0: It's taking over our world, our brands, and everything that we do that it truly has become life-size. It's insane that literally I got to see who you were through social media. And then as I was stalking you, like I always do, and I was like, holy shit, he's from Long Island. So lo and behold, we live 20 minutes away from each other. Match made
1: in heaven. Match made in heaven.
0: <laughs> Aside from being a Long Islander, you kind of have like a pretty big. I mean, didn't you just hit? I don't know, like a million followers on TikTok this week?
1: Yeah, I just hit it actually on Friday. Congratulations! Um, thank you so much. I was out with my friends, and I got a text message from one of my friends in LA, and she was like, "You just." She's like, "Congratulations!" And I'm like, "For what? Like, <laughs> what? What did I do?" She was like, you didn't just see that you hit a million followers. So I opened my app and I showed it to one of my friends and he was like, shots. And I I got wasted.
0: (laughs) A million shots for a million followers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know what? Just end it now. (laughs)
0: End it now. I'm so excited for you because that just means a million more are coming.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're
0: welcome. But before we really get into it, do you want to give everybody kind of like the rundown of who you are, where you're from, what you do, and how you kind of got your start in social media?
1: Yeah, so I'm obviously from Long Island. Um, I went to school upstate uh, at Ithaca College where I studied. The major was called television radio, but now I just tell people I majored in entertainment and integrated marketing. That's where I started to dabble in, you know, digital and like TV and entertainment and social media. From there, obviously graduated, started working my job in digital. So I was on all the platforms, working with all the platforms for like these big brands. And then the pandemic hit. I had been doing YouTube videos for a while, probably since January 2019, 2019, no, January, 2020, right before the pandemic, I started them and I did one every single week until we shut down. And then when we shut down, I picked up TikTok, decided one day like to roast a few celebrities and lo and behold, I became this problematic, unproblematic person (laughs) on the app doing comedy, doing food, doing, you know, celebrity entertainment, talking, sometimes newsy kind of stuff. And from there, I just kind of branded myself as, you know, everybody's brutally honest internet best friend, because in the pandemic, I was like, there needs to be that person for everybody. And I feel like a lot of the times on the internet, things are fabricated, never wanted to be like that. And from there, I built a platform. And every day I'm trying to find new things to talk about. And I feel like I'll never run out.
0: (laughs) No, I love that. That's actually something that I'm glad you brought up, because I feel like with a lot of... Of content creators nowadays the number one question you guys get like how do you constantly come up with content how do you keep it new and fresh and ready for you to
1: go yeah it's a, it's a really hard thing and I do I never toot my own horn on anything one thing that rings true for a lot of content creators like myself is there's a lot of us that stay stagnant and will only post about the things that like you know they started on mm-hmm. I started on celebrity roasts but I knew when I was doing the celebrity roast that I didn't want to just be that because I knew it would get old and I knew it would get dried out people would stop watching me right so I every time was just like what is something I talk about or something I see that I can make a series out of and I remember the next series that I made was the childhood trauma series and I was just like everybody can relate to that and being yeah. in quarantine all this stuff was popping up because people were digging through their old closets and like finding toys and I was like oh this would be perfect because everybody's gonna find these old board games and stuff it's a matter of getting outside of your comfort zone and when you do that you find so much more stuff to talk talk about so right now especially like i just hit a million but if you go through all my videos i talk about a shit ton of stuff food alcohol zodiac signs still more celebrities and now i'm doing clothing hauls i'm doing uh trying food that's like weird like doing all this stuff because i don't want to be just one thing and i think if you try to just be one thing, you get stuck in that and you never grow from it.
0: I love that you said that you would get stuck in that because I found that a lot of the time, even TikTokers that I still do watch and like and YouTubers too, it gets old after a while and I think that really hit for everybody during quarantine too. It's like, okay, like I love this person, I love this influencer, I love what they stand for, but it's getting old. And I mm-hmm. think that's when it was time to get the gears going and I love that you have really put your foot in every single door of trying new things. Something that I always forget to ask TikTokers and I figured I'd ask you is how did you even
1: get on TikTok? How did you even find it? Oh, it's so weird that now that I think of it, like I had the app, but I Mm -hmm. don't remember. I want to say because I was in LA for my last semester of college. That was like from January to May 2019. Then I graduated and then I started my job. So I think somewhere in there, someone was using it as a joke and like making like music videos, like as a joke, I think it was one of my roommates. So I just downloaded it and was watching it never really used it until I was working in the office. And one of our teams was doing a TikTok for one of our brands and I got in it they had me use it so I started using it I was following trends I looked like an idiot I got all my YouTube cringy uh, videos out in January I got my TikTok cringy ones out before that but I didn't think anything of it like I wasn't like gonna use it till the pandemic hit I was watching like a Comedy Central roast on TV and in my mind I was like has anybody done this on TikTok should I do it I was still in that uncomfortable phase of like am I comfortable putting myself out there even though it's something I've always wanted to do I just picked up my phone I went over to a window and I put the green screen up and I just put my phone up and I just started talking and I never stopped, mm-hmm. which was wild. And it, it was just such a, a quick thing that came out of my job almost too. like my job yeah. kind of triggered me to do it
0: for the longest time. And I'm the first to admit it. I was so anti TikTok tock during like the real chunk of quarantine when we were really stuck in the house. I was like, I'm not getting TikTok. I'm not doing it. It's stupid, blah, 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 blah. Then come August, September. I'm like, maybe it's not stupid. And I almost felt so much more stupider that I I didn't have a download and that I wasn't putting out all this content that I could have done. But then you go to think about it and it's so much more than social media. Like you said, you're doing try on hauls, you're doing roasts, you're doing all these different things. It's almost become like a news platform. So many people have told me that they go to TikTok first for news before they even go to Twitter. And that's where I go. That's my newspaper in the morning.
1: Yeah, I think too, TikTok has become such a beyond just the app's own interface and like their own initiatives before they even had like learn on TikTok. I was learning so many things that I would have never known if I didn't have TikTok. Food hacks, life hacks, like all these weird hacks. And it just became so valuable beyond making content that I was like, I actually enjoy watching this. I get a kick out of it. it reminds me of an amplified Vine. Yes. Where me and my friends used to sit in somebody's room and we'd hang out for three hours strictly watching Vines and then be like, all right, we're going to go home now. Like we didn't do anything else. That's how TikTok has become. And I just remember being like, yes, we're on our phones. But like we're enjoying it together. It's another thing to mm-hmm. do.
0: And I think definitely with being able to share videos on TikTok, that kind of gives that aspect, especially during that whole quarantine time. Oh, we're not together in that room hanging out for three hours, but we can still enjoy this together and watch. It's truly become an an admirable marketing technique and I cannot praise it enough. Aside from you being the internet bestie that you are on TikTok, have you always been that brutally honest friend
1: in a friend group? I have always been that way. That's definitely not a fake thing. Always straight up with my friends. I always will be. I think the one thing If anything, it's amplified it a little bit more because I used to be very reserved in myself in terms of just like, if I didn't need to say something or if I had something to say. I just wouldn't say it because I just didn't feel like it was needed. But I also feel like if you put that on yourself, you might completely hold yourself back from saying something that is super important for someone else. And I think just doing TikTok has helped me gain a lot of confidence in not only just my own, the way I represent myself, my body image, the way I look at myself, the way I look at other people, and also just having a thicker skin. I just think there's so many... Horrible people out there. And sometimes yeah. I'm horrible, but I'm never to the point where I want someone to feel so awful about themselves. I know with what I do and what my friends see that I do, it's just like such a positive coming out of it. So when they hear what I say to them, like or anything that I post, they're like, No, that's you. Like you, you would say that to us. And I was yeah. like, Yeah, you're right.
0: And I think that's amazing because that's so much more of a relatable type feel. When you're watching someone on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, you want to be able to relate with them. And I think that's the key ingredient in any TikTok tiktoker and if someone can't some of these tiktokers like i love addison ray i love the sway house but their lives just are not relatable when you have people like yourself and i think you're friendly with carly weinstein correct yes people like Carly too who's very open not only about body image and self-love but about world like things when you can find people like yourself and like her and relate to them that's where the organic growth comes from not just from going like renegade and shit like that like I love them and I support them but it's not it's not easy for me to relate with them so I appreciate you always being your true and most authentic
1: self something I always wanted because you see people losing themselves on social media and like I see people that I follow sometimes and I'm like that's not you it's an act people like authenticity and if you're not authentic people will come but they will never stay because you can't maintain authenticity. personally I do have to say when I did start out I was very polarizing I was very problematic I knew what to say to get people going just coming from a tv background and coming from you know knowing the platforms I knew engagement mattered the most I was like what is going to get people talking so at first it was a little bit polarizing. I purposely picked celebrities I knew had fandoms and I would talk about them. But now I was like, okay, now I have the platform. Where do I go from here? And I think like you said, relatability is super important. And I was like, I have so much more to say beyond just talking about celebrities. I was like, I'm a real person. I work a job. I, I do this on the side. And I think that's what people find the most relatable is the human side to it all, not just the Oh, he likes celebrities. He talks about them too. Oh no, he has a job. He wears clothing. He doesn't like clothing. There's so much more to it. And I think once people tap into that, it becomes such an easy thing.
0: Especially what you said, like, oh, he's a real person. I think one of the first videos I saw you do one of my favorites, I should say was your hungover cures video where you're like, okay, let's see if this actually works. Because I feel absolutely disgusting right now. And it was like apple cider vinegar. I was like, I've never even heard of this stuff to even try when you're hungover. Where was this when I needed this in college. And I think that's like the oh shit moment. Wow, I really feel like I'm on FaceTime because the way that TikTok set up, it feels like you're on FaceTime with someone and getting my advice and I'm getting my daily dose of serotonin and friendship without really like pushing it too much.
1: Yeah, that was one of my favorite videos even though it wasn't like <laughs> my, my best videos, but I was actually so hungover in my bed, I couldn't get up. That's why I was filming it in my bed because if I got up, I was like I'm getting sick. So let's do something. I was like let me do something. I don't like being so planned because when yeah. it's planned, it's not as spontaneous, it's not as fun, not as relatable. I was like this this shit is relatable. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I was like this hurts. The relatability has helped me come up with so many more content ideas meet so many more people. And two, I don't want people like obviously with things opening up now, I've been out and about at restaurants and stuff like that. And people have come up to me more this is the most like it's ever happened like this past weekend three people came up to me and were like we know you from tiktok and i was like oh my god yeah like i don't want people to come up to me and me be completely different than what they see now that i've met people i'm like oh so they know that i am what i am there and here whereas like you can meet somebody and they're completely different off the screen
0: absolutely and i feel like because you've made videos about it celebrities that have been notably been rude to wait staff or fans so i appreciate you humbling yourself and mean, mm-hmm. like listen like not only am i this person in general but i also don't want to disappoint anyone because at the end of the day even though it is about you and like you got to put yourself first the people that got you there are the people that are going to stay
1: there yes and that's a huge thing. I I just think there's a lot of people on these platforms that take it for granted. They never give back in some way. Like I'm always asking my followers, I'm like, what do you want to see? It'll help me, but it also is something you want. I always comment. I'm like, what do you want to see next? Who do you want to see next in the series? Like all that stuff. And I know when I do it and I make that video, I get the comments that say, oh my God, you did my idea. And that means so much to them, but they don't know how much it means to me that they're so invested in the next step in the series.
0: And especially because you have so many different series There's so much room for opportunity and for people to give their opinion. And obviously you're going to try and do them all, but it can't Mm -hmm. just happen all at once. So now, even if you're having a day where you're having like your TikTok block, you have that to go to.
1: Exactly. And it's so funny that you bring up a TikTok block because I hit the million followers on Friday. I was going to make content this weekend, but I was like, I think I deserve a little bit of a break. You know, I hit a really good milestone. Let me celebrate. Let me just live in this moment and not Mm -hmm. rush it. Because I felt like if I did try to be like, oh, I hit a million, I got to keep going, I would have fried out. whole weekend, I didn't make any videos. And today was like my content day. I was like, let's sit, let's make some videos. I just highly recommend to anybody, take a break because um, I never do. So yeah. when I did, I felt amazing and it wasn't the end of the world and I used to feel like it was the end of the world like oh my god my platform is going to disappear people are never going to want to watch me again people respect it they know what we go through sometimes
0: beyond and especially when you hit such a milestone like you said you deserve to you know pat yourself on the back have a good time going out and having those three people come up to you and enjoy that time I feel like you'd almost not only be doing an injustice to yourself but an injustice to your followers if you were to put out that like half-assed content taking those few days it means a lot and I think a lot of people even fans though, they get really greedy. And I think this is something. And agree with me or disagree with me if you believe it. I think this happens with Demi Lovato a lot. I think even though her fan base is extremely strong and people always support her, they always expect so much more from her than I think she can give at one time. Because of everything that she's been through, they think like, oh, she overdosed. That means an album's coming. Like, yes, that could mean an album is coming. But that doesn't necessarily mean she's ready for that album to come.
1: I 100% agree. I feel like you can only be beaten up so much. And yes. then get, like, it's like she's emptying her tank. And people are like, Okay, the tanks empty, then she's going to refill it really fast. Like that's, that's not how it works. She has no energy. She just went through something so big. Now she's going through everything else. Like it just doesn't work like that. If you get beaten up, you're not going to get back up right away. It just doesn't work like that.
0: It takes time. And especially mm-hmm. in situations with being hungover. But I wanted to ask you this. <laughs> Did you celebrate this weekend prior? Properly.
1: Yes. till so Friday, uh, <laughs> I was doing this thing. I started last weekend and I was like, you know what? For two weeks, I just don't want to drink. I was like, let's just like cleanse the soul. Let's okay. feel good. I did it last weekend and I felt amazing. Okay. So then Friday comes around and all my friends are like, let's go out. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'll go out. i probably won't drink. I hit the million. And everybody's like shots, rip shots. So I was like drinking tequila sodas. Like, love like, it. Those are my favorite. That's like, mine. Really love a tequila soda, little lime. And then I did some tequila shots, more tequila sodas, and I celebrated very well. I'm glad. And then yesterday I did, um, I actually met up with one of my longtime best friends. I haven't seen him in so long. And we did brunch and um, we did the wow. bottomless. And so it was another celebration. His girlfriend was with us and she just graduated um, oh, amazing. with her master's. So it was like a big celebration. So yes, I went out with a bang. I went into a million with a bang.
0: And I love that you love tequila because I always tell everybody, even on the podcast, that is my number one drink of choice. What is your favorite type of tequila?
1: Um, I'm indifferent between, I love Casamigos, for some reason was oddly attached to a- 1800 for a while. I look at it now, I'm like, that's a very small bottle for the price that I'm getting. So I go back to Casamigos a lot. It's mm-hmm. clean, it's smooth. I did get Casamigos this past weekend. And then another bartender took my order and gave me like the bottom shelf and it would taste like sewer water. And I almost Gross. cried. Um, I don't know if you saw though, it's so funny that you're bringing up tequila. I had like a viral video back in March. Do you remember when it was like, take a shot of tequila without making a face? Yeah. So I did that. And it was I swished it in my mouth like mouthwash. And then I took the shot. I gargled it too. Um, oh, good. That's how much I like tequila. Have you tried Kendall Jenner's 818 yet? No. Um, I try to get them <laughs> to send it to me. I DM them. But like also it's so hard to get through to any company yeah. when you're not like... It's, it's Kendall Jenner. She's not going to yeah. like find me in her DMs. I do want to try it. I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding it. But listen, it's tequila. They're good marketing. Even though it's problematic, it's selling out like it's nothing.
0: It honestly also isn't terribly priced. It's not anything too much but it's not something for like an every weekend type deal but i've seen so many mixed reviews about it like people Mm -hmm. say it either tastes like licorice or that it tastes like sewer water
1: oh Mm. i don't really like like licorice yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I don't like either of those
0: I mean, it's funny because it came up on my For You page. It was a group of girls and I was like, okay, like they're kind of selling it to me. But then another page was like, this is God awful. I don't want to spend the money on the bottle for them to just collect dust in my liquor cabinet. And
1: it's also like too, I don't know who to believe because some of these people could be trying to get Kendall Jenner's attention, get reposted exactly. by her. Like that's the goal now is to get posted mm-hmm. by these big celebrities. The people who are being honest are probably the ones that are saying it's awful because they don't care. They just want good tequila.
0: And I think everybody deserves a good tequila.
1: I think so too. <laughs>
0: Another thing I wanted to ask you, and this might be an odd question. So whenever you come up on my For You page on anything, I feel like most of the time the videos have the sound monkey spinning monkeys in the background. And I feel like that's become <laughs> your sound. Even though you didn't like originate it, it's become kind of like part of your brand. What drew you to that sound specifically?
1: Well, I love <laughs> this question. This is a okay. great I've never been asked about the sound. Before. Really? No one has ever talked about it in my comment section Nobody has ever asked me about it. I actually never, it wasn't my first sound that I made mine. My first sound that was originally mine that I used, it wasn't my sound that I made, but it was a sound that I had put in all my content was Funky Town. Funky Town was my first song that I used in every video, no matter what it was. And people were always like, if I didn't use Funky Town, they would be like, where's Funky Town? So Funky Town got cut down from a minute long song to 30 seconds. Oh. So it no longer fit the length of all my videos. So I was like, what else can I do? What else is there? Um, and monkey spinning was a huge viral sound at the time. And it continues to jump up in the charts being viral. And I just think it makes everything so much funnier. I have tried posting videos without sound with me talking. And I don't think people get the humor when I'm okay. doing that. I think when I put the the satirical sound under it, they understand that the punches of my jokes, right? Like, because I am very dry humor, but when you add a little something to it to make it funny, mm-hmm. it helps i did get into an issue with a video where i posted about i'll say it i I took it down because obviously i understood it was wrong but i said we need to bring back bullying we need to humble little kids because they're so mean and i didn't put the sound under it and people thought i was serious and i was like no i understand bullying is a bad thing was this in poor taste 100 should i put a sound under it to make it satirical yes So that is why monkey spinning is always underneath because I know it makes it funny and it indicates that it's supposed to be funny.
0: I mean, I appreciate the monkey spinning, but it was funny because I was going through it and I was like, why is this sound like stuck in my head? And then I realized (laughs) it was on the bottom of like the screen. I was like, that makes sense. It reminds me of, you remember the big comfy couch?
1: Yes, I do. You
0: remember when she'd be like running to like clean up around the room and there would be that weird like little sound in the background. That's what it reminds me of. And I'm like, wow, this kind of brings me back to my childhood. I never really would have thought of it in the way you just explained it with the whole satirical background and making it kind of because you have a dry humor, you come across very blunt and to the point that people are not going to understand it without it. That is an interesting way of thinking. Have you thought about using any other sound though?
1: I've implemented a few sounds. I also am experimenting with not using sound. So when I'm in my car, I think when I post videos in my car and it's just me ranting for like 15 seconds, I think those are very relatable. And I want people to have the choice or the option of being able to use them themselves. Because it could be like something that, you know, a viral sound that people start to lip sync and stuff like that. So I do want to open the opportunity for that to happen for me because a lot of people grow and become bigger because of sound. And certain ones, like when I do less serious. Like I'm also doing a lot more informative content now with like celebrities that are allegedly rude to their fans or celebrities who are best friends and like some of those I still do the monkey spinning but I also add this like very eerie kind of sound underneath it. The Blade Runner sound if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah I believe so. It's like do 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 do. Yes 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 yes. So I do that one uh, because I think it adds a little bit more suspense to what's coming next. Oh James Corden's rude to his fans. Why? And I feel like it adds like that mysterious and people want to keep watching. I've done like fun little things when I do food stuff because Mm -hmm. I feel like You want those to be more upbeat, some viral. Like, I I made like an alcoholic beverage and I put like Cardi D under it. I'm like, because this just makes sense. Like, I don't need to, it's not funny. This is like, let's get drunk.
0: It's that type of vibe. And speaking of food, your segment, Lewis Tries, has been my favorite one, I think, out of all. And for a while, it was the zodiac signs, but this is really taking tear. Do you know who Kalen Allen is?
1: Yes, I do. I actually just posted a video with one of his tweets.
0: Kalen went to Temple. That's where I went to school. The way I always thought of videos, like, the ones that you try were like what he does for Om Kalen. But I like that you have a different twist With it. you just go right in and taste these things.
1: Yeah, I am um, first of all, I'm glad you love the zodiac signs. I am I did actually just address this in a comment. Um, I am taking a mental break from them because I want to I put things on the bench. So okay. like childhood trauma is on the bench right now. I, I haven't done those in a while, but I, cause I know people like them and one day it'll come back and people will love it even more. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Zodiac signs. I feel like I was doing them a lot. I was like, let's give it a break. Let's come back fresh. So, but I'm glad you like them. I, I feel like I will be back again soon. I um, love
0: myself a good birth chart. <laughs> I love that shit more than anything. So I think for someone that is interested in Zodiac, I think it's easier for them to understand. I think for others, it's not as easy.
1: Yeah, I just started enjoying it. I, I for some reason, got so into it because it made sense to me. So then putting the funny twist on it was just that much better. For the the trying stuff, I originally started off just naming what celebrities would eat. That was weird. I was like, Oh yeah, they eat this. I don't know why. And I would make a funny joke. And then people were commenting, like, we would like to see you try these, maybe pushed it off, pushed it off, pushed it off. And then I was like, no, why don't I start eating these things? It's a whole new avenue. It shows more of me than just pictures behind me. Cause when people watch me, yes, they see me, but they also are looking what's behind me. I was like, I want it to be about me a little bit yeah. more now. So like I started doing these and now I have a whole list of things I can try, but I'm not above anything. I was like, I want people to know if they're good or not. It's being that internet best friend, like putting myself on the line for everybody and being like, you know what? I'll eat the pickles with the Reese's, the bananas with the ketchup, which was horrible. It's like a fun series. Like it's so fun to think, even with my alcoholic beverages, I would always like, oh, what should I mix? What should the toppings be? And for this, it's like, okay, Beyonce has this. What should I get? Should I do a banana? Should I pour it like a hot dog? Like it's just, it makes me so much more creative.
0: So what's the best thing that you've tried from- your lewis try segment
1: because it's not just going to be food i'm going to try and do beyond food uh, my favorite thing that I've tried was doing my eyebrows because I loved it. It was such a fun experience. But I'm glad. Wise, my favorite food that I had so far was the avocado pudding, which I posted last night. And that's almost at 2 million views, which I'm like, I can't believe people actually enjoyed that. Like, I just made like a dessert.
0: Well, something that I've taken from talking to you just now. You're a very organized person, aren't
1: you? Yes, I try to be. I've always been organized. I've always been like on top of my shit. I think with TikTok, I'm a little bit messier in the really? sense that, yeah, in the sense that that like I don't have like a definitive content schedule. I just know that I want to post like two to three times a day. Sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, I haven't filmed anything. And I have to post today, like stuff will happen. But I have a whole notes page of just like throwing things out there, like typing things. Like it's just messy. I think I'd be a hundred times better if I could really get it organized. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? There's a method to the madness. It works Mm -hmm. itself out. But yes, I, otherwise I am very organized. I'm very strategic. I did the Kourtney Kardashian video yesterday because I know her and Travis Barker have been in the news a lot. So I'm like, I'm very strategic that way. Like if I see something being talked about, I need to post it.
0: With that whole, I think everybody has that whole notes app thing of how they're gonna try and organize themselves, whether it be for TikTok, work, school. Does that really help you figure out what you wanna post or do you get lost kind of sometimes when you're trying to figure out, okay, like I have X, Y, and Z here. What do I wanna film? What do I wanna post? Do you ever feel overwhelmed by it sometimes?
1: Yeah, I feel like I'm neglecting things sometimes where I have all these ideas down and I know some of them could be really good, but I think I get so comfortable sometimes in the content that I normally do. I'll give an example. I have a bunch of things listed out, but no ideas under them. Like no celebrity listed, no food I listed, nothing. For celebrities that are rude to their fans, I have like 20 celebrities listed. So I know that series is ready to go. I just have yeah. to figure out what they have done to them. And I have that for multiple other ones, but that's where I implement the benching content where I'm like, okay, people aren't enjoying it as much or it's not getting seen as much. Let's put it on the bench and let's go try something else. That's where I think I can conquer that. But sometimes if things keep working, like why you know, fix something that's not broken?
0: I always say that.
1: There's a give and a take. Like, I do get overwhelmed because I'm like, I could be doing so much more. But to our conversation before, I can't burn out. I can't do everything.
0: No, you can't. And otherwise, then you're not going to be giving the most authentic content. And that's not what you stand for.
1: Exactly. It would be tiring
0: what's something that from that experience, and since you've really started your platform that you've noticed has been a lot easier for you to kind of grasp and what's been something that's been a little bit more of a challenge for you to get a hold of since you have become this TikTok sensation,
1: one of the most challenging things for me actually happened during around January of this year. It was the idea that this could be something that I do full time, but it doesn't have to be. I think if I keep getting pressured into doing this full time and like leaving my job per se, I think it won't be fun for me anymore. And I think Mm -hmm. I could really screw myself over in terms of my creativity and you know, all that stuff. And I had a huge wake up call during the month of February, something went down on the app or something happened to my account, specifically whether I was like banned, being hidden, all my best content, like wasn't even breaking 10,000 views. It made me feel so awful that I was like, well, thank God I have a job. But then I was like, no, I can't be like that. I have to push through. I enjoy doing this. It was fun at one point. It's still fun now. It should never be based on the views. It should never be based on money. I find when I don't think about the app and I think more about the content and am I having fun doing it, that's when I see the best results in anything I do. So that was something that was really challenging that I've grown from. Um, I think something that I still struggle with a little bit is comparison. Yes, I just hit a million. Yes, that's amazing. I, I can't even explain it. I understand, like, I have heard one of my favorite content creators always says like comparison is the thief of all joy so I've Mm. gotten a little bit better with not comparing but it's so funny because they're the one that says it and I'm comparing myself to them this whole like I want what they have but then there's people who want what I have and like it's just this endless cycle of comparison but I think this weekend I felt a lot better about not comparing myself because I've put myself into this own world where I'm like I don't fit into any mold I am this I am a mold. I think I feel a little bit better about that now.
0: I love that you say that because not only is that extremely humbling and admirable, but also it's helpful for other creators too, because I feel like everybody like you said earlier kind of feels like they get to that point of being very stagnant that they're not really growing up or going down and Mm -hmm. it's hard to keep up and you are constantly comparing yourselves. Why isn't it happening for me the way it's happening for so-and-so? But you have to just appreciate what is happening. And I love that you say you have such a better time and you feel so much more whole when you're enjoying what you're doing. And I think that if you're not doing what you completely and utterly love, you're wasting your time. I hate to say it so harshly, but I mean, I'm with your brutally honest bestie. But (laughs) I hate to say it, you're doing the wrong thing. Like, yes, it could be okay for right now. But like you said, you have to pick and choose where you're at in that moment.
1: Exactly. Like I could have quit back in February if it really bothered me that much. And I was like, no, I enjoy this. This is fun to me. I'm creative. It took me through quarantine. Like this is something that's a part of my life now that I never thought would be. But now I can't get rid of it. Do
0: you think if quarantine didn't happen, you wouldn't have really started this page and you would have continued on that YouTube route?
1: I talked to a lot of people about this because I was doing YouTube really really strictly and I was I had a posting schedule I knew what I was filming I had plans like all this stuff and my mom she knows me the best and I said to her I was like imagine if quarantine didn't happen like like would this have ever happened to me and her mindset was that I was already going down the content path I was on TikTok already doing stuff she was like it would have probably still happened not as quickly but it would have still happened just because I would have still been commuting into the city to do my job I wouldn't be able to film every single day like I was just filming constantly during quarantines I had nothing to do so I think it would have happened but very very slow like I definitely would have not been at a million already a year later
0: it's insane what the year could do and what a pandemic has done I'm the first person to say go fuck yourself corona because I fucking hate this shit it's Mm -hmm. ruined so many things for everyone and taken so many people away but at the same time I also am so thankful for it because and I'm sure you could agree to this I feel like not only have I found myself more what I appreciate and what I love but my podcast would not have happened if quarantine didn't happen. A crazy time was able to bring such joy to our lives.
1: I posted my million, like, I always address people when I hit a milestone, just to like say like, you know, everything. And I just said, I was like, in 2019, like before the pandemic, I remember just being in my mom's car before I got on my commute to work and I started crying. I was like, I just feel like I have nothing to do. I feel like no- I feel worthless. I feel like I have no purpose. I don't feel like I'm doing anything I want to do. And I was miserable. That's why I started doing the YouTube because I was like, maybe this will give me some sort of kick that I need. Mm. And it did a little bit. But when all of this happened, I was definitely in like a down spot and just meeting all these people online, hearing all these people say that they like hearing me talk. Even with the hate, I was somehow able to just tune it out because there was so much positive coming in from it. It gave me a lot. Like I have a group chat with a bunch of creators. I talk to creators every day. People are in the same boat as me. My friends love it. My friends want to be involved in it now. Like I just think not only has it helped me, but it's also you know, been infectious to the people around me. When I talk to my parents about it, like it fascinates them. Like it's just something that has helped me so much internally and externally that I'm not grateful for what has happened. Uh, like beyond my own stuff during the pandemic. But like what happened to me during the pandemic? um, It's been, you know, a blessing in disguise.
0: That's beautiful. I appreciate you sharing that too. Because I feel like a lot of the time creators are just like, yeah, it was a blessing. Like I'm so thankful for it. But you are quite literally yeah, it sucked. But like, it's did it for me, but I'm not taking away from anyone else of what it did to them. and I appreciate that. But I do want to kind of revert and you know, get a little Mm -hmm. happy and fun. Yes. And I want to talk about celebrities because I think (laughs) you are probably just as obsessed with celebrity random fun facts as I am when it comes to talking about them. Not only do you hold yourself so well, but was this something that you've just always known or done like you become a Wikipedia almost
1: I was gonna go to school to be a doctor. And I was like, why am I doing this? I was gonna go to school for like teaching. Why am I doing uh, so then I went to school for entertainment and I think my main goal when I first went into school was like I want to be an entertainment news host I want to talk about celebrities and like give the news and I remember auditioning to be on like one of our school shows and I was awful horrible no I, was, I wrote a script they gave me two scripts to read off and then my script was about the challenge my favorite show it was like a recap and I remember just shaking and sweating and I felt my leg and I couldn't stop shaking it and I never auditioned again I auditioned one more time, but it was also equally as bad. But then I remember just saying, like, I still want to be involved in this going on to produce that show for like three some three or four semesters until I graduated. So I was always in the know about celebrities. I was always sending stories to people. And then I would do what was called switch cast. So all the crew became the cast and the cast became the crew. There was a segment called the hot seat, which wasn't entertainment news per se, but it was like roasting a celebrity, but in a newsy way. Okay. I would always do that my switch cast. So that's basically what my content is now. It's it's informative, but it's also my opinion. Will I ever be on like a couch being an entertainment news host? Who knows? Maybe one day. But that's where it kind of originated.
0: Interesting. So before then, were you always someone that would I mean, I've always done this. I always Wikipedia celebrities, any character from a TV show, always looking up where they come from their life story, how they got to whatever, just because I think it's interesting. Was that something that you enjoyed doing before doing all of this?
1: I definitely had a very big curiosity into celebrities. Originally, um, and it still is, I'm a huge reality TV person. I was always the type to be like, I could be watching like Survivor with my mom, And if we watch something now, I could somehow relate it back to old seasons. I'd be like, like, so this happened in like 10 seasons ago. And like this happened. I used to be able to do that with movies. Like, oh, you know where else we've seen them? Like they were in this movie and they started here. I think now too, with my content, I'm learning so much about these people. I never wanted to know, but now I'm like, (laughs) no, now I I really want to know the weird crap about that, right but
0: with the celebrities you hate and with the celebrities you love what do you like learning most about both because regardless if you hate them or not let's be real it's fun to indulge in what they have to say and do so what do you like learning most about both
1: I like learning about you know where they come from who they're related to I love talking about I love hearing the little intricacies of like their their life beyond it I'm posting a video about actually Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton, their feud back in 2005. I never knew what happened between them because they got into a huge blowout. And it was so interesting to read dirty things that were being done and then how they bounced back from it. And I, I just feel like I love learning about that stuff, but I also hate it in the sense that I feel like what is actually real I was mm-hmm. like some because a lot of the stuff I'll read I'm like there's no way this wasn't for publicity there's no way you know they weren't paid for this or I even think too where I work sometimes I'm like oh like it's ruining the shows and the stuff for me because I'm hearing all the details behind the scenes so like learning about them is very fun but sometimes it ruins people for me like I'm like oh I don't really like them anymore like I didn't know they did that stuff like that so it's like a there's a, a give and a take with it
0: it's a never meet your heroes type situation.
1: Yes. And there are tons. I interned places and I met a ton of celebrities that like, I thought I was going to love and they were awful. And then you meet people and you're like, oh my God, they were the nicest person ever. I didn't even think. It's a lot. But knowing that being in entertainment, like, not everybody's going to be who you thought they were. And a lot of exactly. people on the internet don't know that. And I think no. I, I use that to my advantage a little bit.
0: And then now I have to ask you, are you someone that reads spoilers?
1: I used to never read spoilers. I don't read spoilers for the shows that I love. I'll never read a challenge spoiler, even though I know before the show even airs, they have the winner's pick. The filming is already done, so they already know who won and somehow people find it out. I don't read, I try not to read The Bachelor Bachelorette spoilers, but those 100% pop up on my feed and yeah. I see them, I'm not too upset. Definitely do sometimes, like I just want to read ahead. I'm like, ah, I don't really care anymore. Like the like Housewives and stuff like that, I can't really keep up. So I just like read little synopses because I'm like, I don't feel like watching the whole episode. I just right. want to watch the reunion.
0: Yes. Which one is your favorite? Jersey. Thank God. Mine too. Big Jersey. Mine too. I just watched The Reunion last night and honestly, I'm disappointed.
1: They're also disappointed because they didn't get a full three episodes of the reunion the cut out like it was just not good
0: I wasn't crazy about this season I thought they had their moments but even the week before when it was the finale I was like wait it's the finale already like I it's felt so like fast. they were really gypped of a season and I yeah. honestly almost blame like the whole Jackie and Teresa situation which team are you on uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm
1: nervous I was originally team Jackie but I was like weirded out about it because I don't trust her. Like she always has been weird. I've always liked Teresa. Like I don't I have this weird I know. I think
0: everybody feels that way about Teresa. So she puts everybody in this like she's like Medusa. She locks eyes with you and it's done.
1: Yeah. She's like, I'm coming for you next and like, yes. that's it. I just feel like she you expect it from her. You don't expect that from Jackie. So yeah. I feel like it makes Jackie look worse. And I'm like, okay, Teresa looks better because she's done horrible stuff in the past. So Absolutely.
0: Obviously you love zodiac signs. Well, I shouldn't say you love, but you dabble in the zodiac <laughs> world and you also dabble in the celebrity world. So I wanted to play a quick game of this or that in like rapid fire fashion of which zodiac sign you prefer or which celebrity do you prefer? Okay. Are right, okay. you ready? Yes. Okay, do you prefer Taylor Swift or Miley Cyrus? Oh no.
1: Miley Cyrus.
0: Thank God. Do you like Leo's or Aries better?
1: Uh Aries.
0: Okay. Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans, a little Marvel action.
1: Uh, Chris Hemsworth.
0: Pisces or Cancers?
1: Pisces. Cancers are annoying.
0: And I'm gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna say it the way that you say her name. I'm gonna say it the way I say it. Rihanna or Beyonce?
1: Beyonce. Even though I hate when people do that because that's No, I hate that I did that. That's a hard one, but I, I, I have a Beyonce poster right there. I'm looking right at her. <laughs> Jay Z's behind it. I'm dedicated to this family.
0: All right. Virgos or Tauruses?
1: Uh, Virgos.
0: Harry Styles or Zane?
1: Harry Styles.
0: Scorpios or Sagittarius?
1: Scorpios.
0: Teresa Judice or Kyle Richards?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, Teresa. Yeah, I think I would do yeah, Teresa. All right.
0: Capricorns or Geminis?
1: Capricorns. I'm a Capricorn, good. I'm a Capricorn too. <laughs> Are you, wait, what's <laughs> your birthday? January 18th.
0: Oh my god. Okay, I'm December 24th, so I'm like the okay. very beginning of Capricorn.
1: And I'm the very end.
0: And then the final one is Polly D or Vinny. Polly D. Really? Yep. I I don't like Vinny. I've heard messy things about Vinny.
1: I heard he's a mean person.
0: I've heard he'll like DM girls and try and get with them or whatever and slide his number and they say no. And he'll be like, Well, this is wrong with you. Like you can not arch your backs, like just very derogatory stuff. And I'm like, you literally walked on that show as a 21 year old looking like a piece of flan. I'm sorry, I feel with 10 years of your show being the way it is, you have to learn some humbleness. And I don't think he has
1: like have some respect for not only yourself, but other people. Uh, But yeah, that's why I didn't choose him. I heard he's mean. I heard he's awful. I think he thinks who he is. He's
0: so annoying. I hate him already. (laughs) One last thing that I do want to talk about for the postgrad series that I do like doing on my show is talking about preparing people for any type of life situation for when you're going to college, when you're in college and out of college. You are not afraid to say what you want to say. And I think Mm. your videos are a true testament to that. That obviously comes with time. Some people it comes naturally, but you said a little before you definitely taking your time to be who you are. What is your advice to someone that really kind of like shuts their voice down and feels like they're not meant to be heard?
1: I felt like that for a while. It started in college because obviously you're entering this new space of just people you don't know. And I felt like for a little while I was trying to fit in with people that I didn't necessarily resonate with. And that Mm -hmm. kind of shut me down. Um, And it wasn't until I started doing more things that I wanted to do met the right people and just like kept putting myself out there that I felt like my voice was being heard because I was able to meet more people and talk more with other people and be my own person. I think a lot of people get shut down because they're with the wrong people. And it takes obviously a very strong person to decide like, no, I'm in the wrong you know space. I'm not with the right people. They're not letting me be myself. And I think it was like around my sophomore year of college where I really decided like, I want to leave a situation. I want to be with a different group of friends. I want to figure something out because I'm not being heard here. I'm like in the background. And I did that. And I ended up finding my best friends. We were like the loud ones. I ended up being like on camera for things. I started doing more. And I think it's a matter of like, you have to really learn yourself mm-hmm. um, and let yourself do that and let yourself hurt a little bit because you know, you're know you not going to be able to break out of your shell if you don't like let the shell get beaten up like somewhat I think that's what how I felt was like the more I put myself out there and the more I was true to myself it helped me you know find the right people and find my voice.
0: That's amazing. And especially because you were able to get yourself out of that situation and become this brutally honest person. And obviously, you wouldn't be that without those struggles and those obstacles you've had to overcome. Do you think it's gotten easier being this role being this brutally honest friend as you've kind of been through those motions? Or do you still find it hard that you kind of have to, I guess, censor yourself in a way? Or you have to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be that brutally
1: honest. The way I look at it is like, TikTok has an audience. Like I have my audience, but my friends and my family and my best friends are also my audience. And it's about knowing them. I feel like I, I will always be honest with anybody that comes my way. I've learned to censor myself on TikTok about things that I should not be talking about, things that I know are wrong, things that I know are problematic. Like i I'm so much more evolved from when I first started that now I don't need to be polarizing. I just need to be honest and yeah. brutally honest. I don't need to make people mad. If it makes them mad, it's because I was honest. I don't have to purposely say something. With my friends, they know what I do on here. But when I'm with them, I know their tendencies. I know things that make them upset. I know things they've been through. Mm -hmm. And I know how to cater to them. And I think it's a big game of catering to the people that you're with. But you're still able to have a voice when you do that. It's just a matter of handling the right people delicately but also then handling the other people not so delicately. Right. It's very much a balancing act. And I feel like I figured that out with my friends really well. It's also to be as like you said, to like my organization, we're Capricorns. Like I feel like I'm a very yeah. level-headed, direct, driven person. And it's my level-headedness that's kept me with the friends I'm with now. No matter if I sit, if I cross the line with them, because I'm level-headed, I can bring it back down to um a level like where we can just like talk it out. Where I think some people will take it too far and be like, no, but I'm just being brutally honest. And I'm like, no, I am brutally honest, but I'm not an asshole.
0: There's a difference in being brutally honest and being an asshole. And I think people don't know how to not cross that line. And I think you just explained it to a T on how you don't cross that line and why you shouldn't cross it that way. So I appreciate you really giving people the lay of the land and being brutally honest about
1: that. And if you're being an asshole, own it and move on from it. Because I actually had somebody, it humbled me a little bit. Somebody congratulated me and said, we love a talented asshole. I was like, is that an insult? Because (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I'm not an asshole. I was like, people might not like me, but that doesn't make me an asshole. It's just, I'm not for them. I remember them saying that to me And I was just like, damn, like maybe I said something wrong that they didn't like, but I just took it and I was like, maybe I was at one point, but you know what, that's not going to define me.
0: Well, this was literally so fun. But the one last thing that I do want you to give is your postgrad juicy, the way that you would go about life, any food for thought that you may have for the Jappy
1: jars. If there's something you have in your mind that you want to do, or there's, you know, somewhere you want to go or a goal that you have, there is no goal that is not attainable. It's it's not about the goal. It's about you. And if you want to do it, go out and do it. Go post that video, go to grad school, like do what you want to do. Because in your mind, the more motivated you are, the more likely you are to accomplish that. And that's how I've been living my life is like, There is no goal that's too far, too high, not attainable. Like you're able to do whatever you set your mind to. And I think that's been just how I've been doing it. And once you have that mindset, nobody can stop you.
0: Thank you for that. Can you let everyone (laughs) know where they can continue to follow you and continue to take your brutally honest advice?
1: Yeah. So you guys can check out all my brutally honest videos, you know, posts, stories on uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, occasionally Twitter, I don't really do much on there, but they're all at at Lewis Levante, L-O-U-I-S-L-E-V-A-N-T-I, all across the board. Awesome. I'm so excited
0: to see what else the million more followers you're going to get. And I hope to see you at the Nutty Irishman. <laughs> yes,
1: I hope I see you at the Nutty Irishman. I'm yes. We'll have a blast. We'll do some tequila shots. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'll be there Friday. <laughs>
1: where, where am I going to be Friday? I don't even know what my plan is. Oh, I'm going to be in Bayshore doing a wine tasting.
0: And lo and behold, just maybe a week and a half later, Lewis and I, ironically enough, bumped into each other at a bar in a town on Long Island that we both know and love. Shout out Farmingdale. It was like be too dramatic but i'm gonna be dramatic it was like love at first sight truly a holy shit you're a real person this is so exciting let's rip some fucking shots and you know what we did we ripped some amazing chilled shots of tequila. It was a great time. I cannot wait to see him again very soon. I've seen him, I think, a few other times. You guys get my point. There is no sugarcoating this friendship. I'm so beyond lucky and thankful that this podcast has been able to connect me with so many people like Lewis and create such long-lasting friendships. I hope you all enjoyed my interview with him. And before I really let you guys go, I have two things I want to say. The first thing is, you're probably wondering, Lindsay, why didn't we talk about The Bachelor this week? To be completely honest, I really don't have any other opinion besides where is the connection with Justin and why the fuck would you send Andrew S home? Therefore, if Andrew S is not the Bachelor, come whenever they decide to do Bachelor again, I will be suing and throwing a fit. Honestly, this season, I'm feeling up and down. I know I said I was a huge fan, and I am, but I think now I'm kind of getting into the swing of how everyone else that's been watching from the beginning feels I kind of want to wait till next week to kind of give a better rundown of how I'm truly truly feeling because I think hometowns really does tell a lot more and I think we also have the men tell all we'll find out next week I guess so stay tuned for that and then my second thing I want to leave you off with I know that Lewis gave you a postgrad doozy but I want to leave you off with a question and I'm going to address this next episode what does the biological clock term mean to you and I want you all to ponder that and think about it and for those of you that really feel like you have a full answer of what it may mean DM me I want to hear all and any comments that you may have because recently the entire term and ideology behind that little phrase has been scaring the shit out of me so I want to hear what you all have to say before I really go into talking about it but until then and until we start talking about all that fun biological clock stuff make sure that you are following Jappy Jaws and myself on Instagram at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S and at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A, as well as staying subscribed and notified every single time I upload a brand new episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, have a fun weekend planned, and I will see you all next Thursday.